0: We are about to get into a conversation around sleep, particularly for a more successful and healthier you in 2024. So get your questions in early or challenges that you're experiencing and maybe you can share how not managing your sleep or not prioritizing your sleep affected your 2023 and some of the things that you might want to change for the new year. We're joined by Dr. Luke Krieger, the CEO of SA Sleep Labs for this conversation. We take your calls on 11 830702 and the WhatsApp line 72 Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us and happy new year
1: and the same to you thank you very much for inviting me and i wish you and all the listeners a very good 2024
0: now doctor i'm going to i'm going to come straight up and admit that i'm guilty of many things and <laughs> particularly around sleep, I used to be part of the group of people who celebrate Team No Sleep, right? The ones who are like, right. "Oh, Team No Sleep," you know, we are like working our behinds off and we're being productive. And then I, you know, became a mom and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Now I really know what no sleep is, and now I'm part right. of the the balance and the the part of the 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 mindset that if I don't have proper sleep, everything actually falls out of place and there are many habits I'm still trying to learn to break, like getting to bed earlier, exercising, the hygiene, but it's hard. So, doctor, before you speak to me as a person who is understanding of sleep and all the physical and physiological and neurological repercussions, as a CEO, how many hours of sleep do you get? Well, <laughs> I,
1: no, 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 Um I. Look, obviously, you know, uh, as a doctor, you have a lot of stress. Yes. Uh, I used to work in the ICUs, Mm. uh, and sleep was a very rare commodity. Mm. But uh, now that I'm just concentrating on sleep, I try my very best to get between seven and eight hours. I want to try and get just more than seven.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, the, the the best way of doing that is actually getting into a routine. Mm. That I will go to sleep at eleven, and I will wake up at six. Mm. And, you know, uh, yeah, no go. Ask.
0: I I think what I realized when you say the word routine, um, you you start to appreciate the concept. For me personally, I don't know. If, Uh, the listeners can relate. I started to appreciate the concept of a routine when now I had a baby who, when they were tired, they would cry. And I was like, I know that feeling of being tired and wanting to cry because you're tired, but also for some reason fighting the sleep and routine, you start to see their lives start to flourish and become better. Do you find in the line of work that you're in that many South African adults, whether they're working or not, um, do not appreciate the part of sleep being, being um, important in their routine. Do we even have routines?
1: Well, you, you know, it's exactly as you started off the conversation, is that when you're younger, you're trying to achieve. So sleep is the, is the first casualty. Mm. You know, we, we, we can do without sleep. And, of course, that's a complete wrong attitude to have because once you are sleep deprived, you must know that it's going to decrease your ability to concentrate. Mm. It's going to decrease your ability, your, your memory. You're definitely going to have cognitive decline. I mean, you know when you've had a poor night's sleep, you just aren't as sharp as you normally are. You know, even so, even
0: the dog the dog uh, has a hard time with you because you're cranky <laughs>
1: yeah you know so so there's definitely a there's a knock-on effect mm-hmm. in that you just aren't as good as you should be or could be, and we now also know that if we sleep deprive ourselves for a long time there is a higher incidence of dementia. And we know exactly why that is occurring. Mm. Because when we sleep, the brain goes through different phases where it clears out its toxins.
2: Mm.
1: And the the two big toxins are things called tau protein and beta amyloid. Mm. And unless you have good sleep, these build up we know that these are the main uh, toxic metabolites that result in dementia. Mm. So, so, no, there, there, there are lots and lots of good, good reasons. The, the, the other question that I also just want to say, you know, you, you were saying how does it uh, affect you? Well, you know, if you have a poor night's sleep, your driving ability is decreased. Quite mm. marked, and if you have less than four hours sleep, you must know you your driving ability is equivalent to someone who is drunk.
0: Mm. I actually heard that it's worse that that well, driving well, drowsy could possibly be is is actually more dangerous than driving drunk. Not to say you must do either of them.
1: Well, Lebel, let me tell you, you are absolutely correct. And I can tell you why that is. is because you have what's called micro-sleeps, mm. where you only sleep for like half a second or a second. And what the people say is that when you are drunk, your reactions are much slower. Mm. So you have an accident. Whereas a person who is sleep-deprived He's fallen asleep. He has a crash. Mm. So the guy that's asleep has a crash. The guy that's drunk has an accident because his reactions are slower, mm. whereas the guy that's sleep-deprived, he just doesn't have reactions because he's asleep.
0: So it is definitely worse. Mm, mm, mm. And, and I was just, you know, wondering, um, I know that many studies have been done on you know the geniuses of the different times, you know the Einsteins and Churchill um, and they would speak about the different type of sleep patterns that they would adopt, where you had some who would say you know they 'd be awake for two hours and then sleep for an hour, then awake for two hours. Can you help us understand why it's important that our sleep happens in one batch of eight hours as opposed to this concept, yeah. and I'm very guilty of it. When I have a deadline, I'll have two or three nights in a row where I'm operating on three, four hours sleep. And then in my brain, I'll say I'll catch up on Saturday. But <laughs> technically, yeah. you can't really catch up on, yeah. no, on the sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you will battle to catch up. It is possible if you have like one or two bad nights, you can catch up on the third night. Mm-hmm. But if it's more than that, you're not going to catch up. Mm. And uh, I can just explain to you, you have different stages of sleep. So you're awake, you then have stage one, stage two, stage three, and then you have a thing called REM sleep, Mm. which stands for rapid eye movement sleep. And the important thing there is that you have to go through all of these stages. And each stage takes about 90 minutes Mm. from start to finish. So you need about four or five stages every night to go through. So that's why it's not a good idea just to have two, uh, two hours or so and then have a break and then do it later. Because physiologically, you need to have four or five stages Mm. because that is when it cleans out all the toxins, it does all the repairing of the brain. Mm. And if you don't go through the proper stages, you are going to get into trouble.
0: Mm. And, and, And what I learned last year, which I absolutely love, Doctor, I mean, we all know that when you're unwell... The doctor will always say rest. You know, they can give you all the drugs in the world, but they say rest to recover. But what I learned from my psychologist is how important rest is for the healing journey of what you're going through psychologically and emotionally. Why it's important that, you know, people going through grief and things like that um, also rest. Now, I'm wondering... When we speak about sleep and rest, why can a person sometimes sleep but not feel rested? It's, it's because you're not
1: having proper, you know, as I said, the stages of sleep that one goes through. What is happening is you are not going through the proper stages of sleep. So you may be in bed and you may be kind of drowsy, but you're not actually sleeping. And one of the most classic examples is a thing called sleep apnea. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Yes, I have. <laughs> Correct. It's, it's, it's when you stop breathing. So these patients are in bed for eight or nine hours, but they are only actually getting about two hours sleep. Mm. Because every time they fall asleep, they stop breathing, and then they half wake up. Mm. And then they fall asleep, and they half wake up. So they are not having restful sleep. Something is affecting their sleep. Mm. And there's also a condition called restless leg syndrome, where I'm sure you've heard of that as well, where it it doesn't allow you to have proper restful sleep. Mm. And and that's why you can have been in bed for eight hours, but still wake up tired.
0: Mm, mm. And, 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 um. There are many people who you know take over the counter medication and other things to try and help them sleep. Can you share with us um what are the things we can do before we head to the pharmacy or anywhere else to start to improve our sleep because there is scientific evidence of why it is um, so important
1: yeah look it's it's vitally important that we have Seven plus minus seven hours sleep. That's what we all need. But uh, in answer to your question, is we call it sleep hygiene, mm. and and basically what it is is you should prepare yourself to get, to go to sleep. Give yourself half an hour to kind of detense, tense, de stress. Go to the bathroom. You know, do your face. Have a shower, put on your pajamas, Mm. just slowly get yourself into the kind of zone, I'm now going to sleep. Mm. That's a very good, to think that you could work on your computer and just go and lie in bed and go to sleep, it's not going to work. You need to kind of prepare yourself to go to sleep. And then the other thing is, don't drink coffee or tea before you go to sleep. Because caffeine is going to keep you awake. It's not going to allow you to sleep properly.
0: Does that include chamomile tea?
1: No, cam, chamomile seems to be okay.
0: Okay.
2: But
1: the, the, the best is actually rooibos. Mm. You, know, you, you, you have that, it has no caffeine. Mm. The thing about caffeine is that it stays in your body for a long time.
2: Mm. If
1: you have a cup of coffee and six to eight hours later... I can still measure caffeine in your bloodstream. Mm. So it remains a long time. So I say, fine, you can have your coffee, but at midday, you stop. Mm. You can have as much as you want to in the morning, but in the mid, because definitely it's going to affect your sleep the following evening.
0: Um, Doctor, I've got a a question here on the WhatsApp line from Anonymous saying, I'm struggling with getting my preteen almost 12 years to sleep early. His routine has changed in the holiday. He sleeps way past midnight using his phone or playing Xbox. Every night there's an argument about switching off. I've tried all the parenting techniques to convince him that he needs eight hours of sleep, including the importance of REM sleep. I've explained the detrimental effects of using these devices. During school terms, he sleeps eight hours Will the sleep disruptions during school holidays him, a very stressed and sleepless parent. Um, I would say just take the devices away. But doctor, what are your thoughts?
1: No, um, this is this is an important question. This this is this is important mm. because there is no doubt that devices. Uh, it, there is a thing called blue light, mm. which stimulates you and keeps you awake. We know that. Obviously. Uh, working on a a laptop or with your cell phone, it stimulates you, it doesn't relax you and go to sleep. Mm. But, but, there's a big but here. There is a condition and it's found in about 15%, particularly of young boys where their sleep clock changes. Mm. And they only go to sleep around about midday, or one, at least midnight or one o'clock, and they only wake up at nine o'clock. And that's why in the States and in Europe now, they're having the schools start later because 15% of the population has this condition where they has got no control over it. Mm. He can't go to sleep earlier and he wakes up later. Mm. And it's called a delayed sleep phase reaction. And one just has to accommodate these people. And that mother that has written, or at least that has sent that email, mm. she must contact SAC Lab. Mm. And there are doctors that are fully trained that will help her sort out that problem.
2: Mm. Mm. And
1: it, it is sort, you can sort it out, but with difficulty. Mm. She must just, She must just Google SA Sleep Labs. A doctor will, she can see someone that's fully trained in how to treat these patients. But that is a very common complaint, and it occurs usually in school boys, roundabout as they go through puberty.
0: Mm-hmm. Yo, thank you so much uh, for that question that came through from Anonymous. Another question says, I was told that the effects of sleep are cumulative, i.e. four times 15-minute naps. Is the equi- equivalent of one hour straight? Is that the case? No, it's not.
1: Whoever gave you that information, it's incorrect. As I said earlier on, you have to go through all the stages of sleep, stage one, stage two, stage three, into REM sleep, and then you start again. Stage one, stage two. And you can't short circuit that.
2: Mm. It's
1: not going to, you have, because as I said, you, you, uh, stage three and and REM sleep have very specific actions, and we all need those actions.
0: Mm. Um and and um a couple of questions coming through that we're not gonna have time to 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 get to. But doctor, in closing, um you know the website pe who are the people that should be coming? Can parents come to bring their children in? Is Absolutely. it uh, focusing on adults?
1: Not at all. Not at all. You know, all the doctors involved are fully trained and qualified in sleep medicine and we see children to old people we see everybody mm. and you can, you can just google S.A. Sleep uh, Lab S.A. Sleep Lab you get all the info there you can just type in there and we will contact you
0: uh, Last question doctor do you believe in naps and do they work if so how short or long should they be for them to be effective
1: <laughs> <laughs> No no that's a very very interesting question Okay Naps were started by NASA. Okay, you know the O's, that, the astronauts that go yes. around the Earth 16 times a day. So those guys don't know when day is, they don't know when night is, and Houston tells them, hey, you must now go to sleep. Yes. All right, and then you must wake up. But they found out that halfway through the day, there's a bit of a dip. You've got a circadian dip. Mm. And, they, and then they said, take a nap. And that's where the power naps come, came from. But what they did find is that that power nap must never be more than about 20, 25 minutes. Mm. Because as soon as it's more than that, then it's going to affect the following night's sleep. But if it's less than, whether it's 20 minutes or 25 minutes, you are definitely sharper and better having had a tower nap.
0: Doctor, I, f- I think we're going to be having you back sometime soon. It's a pity that we've run out of time because so many questions came through on the sleep, which is a massive, massive topic. But if you'd like to head over to that website, pe pe sleeplab.co.za.